la maudite des vieux chauds. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. David, you look absolutely terrific, honestly. You've got like, you've got like blue on. This is where the worst begins. This is where we must stop. For beyond is the work of madness. The nightmare of insane murder and lingering death. Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. Someone is watching you. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. This is Albert from the Tuesday Show. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show. Now on a flipping Monday. Hello. We did it. How about that? Something happened to my water. Uh-oh. Even fellas. Hello and welcome to the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. With me, Dave Hill, boy criminal, Chris Gersbeck. Hey. And New Jersey chicken rancher, Des. Is it is it accurate to call you a chicken rancher? I don't know how other ranchers, actual ranchers, would feel about me using it, but... You feel like it's an overstep. Could be a little bit. Um, chicken man. What, would you be a chicken farmer or just a guy who has chickens? The guy who has chickens. That's not doesn't have much of a ring to it, I have to say. It doesn't, but it's not glamorous. It's, it's not glamorous. So. I feel like all the people I've met that have had chickens lately are just guys that have chickens. They don't really it's, do, you know. it's a craze. I without even trying, I can I have I know four people who have chickens. Yeah. That's that's off the top of my head. I bet I could get up to six or seven if I really sat here and thought about it. I'm not trying to take anything away from your um sure, no. chicken ranching. What what is it called when you ra- oh raising of chickens? Back, kind of just like backyard chicken sorta is is the uh level of it I, you know there's i guess there's chicken farms yeah and then there's backyard chickens so then we're in the backyard chicken category are there laws like can you not have a rooster you can have a rooster you if can your neighbors but, might not like it but in my town here you can have a rooster not a big deal because they'll, they'll they'll wake you up those roosters sure they don't. Yeah, that's not just a stereotype i really I, it's crazy. Like I, I don't know if I talked about this w- with regard to your chicken ranching, mm-hmm. but um, the last time I was in Mexico, I stayed at my friend's house, and it, everyone in his neighborhood had a rooster. It seemed right, and they would wake m- me and I'm sure other people up at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. And I, but I couldn't stay mad at them. I'd, I'd be irritated. Couldn't stay mad at them. You get used to them. Yeah. yeah. It's like living by a train, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like that. I live by a train. Yeah, you, you kind of get used to it, right? I don't even what, hear it. What that. train? Uh, Long Island Railroad. 
Ooh. Fancy neighborhood. Gateway to anywhere. Well, Long Island. Gateway to Long Island, primarily. Gateway to uh, Port Jefferson. That's about it. Not very glamorous. Um, For the the keen listener, or keen viewer, but I guess it's this more of a hearing thing, our bed music tonight is, of course, the soundtrack to the hit movie Disco Dancer, discussed in depth last week with our friend Anavab Paul. Um, and he was he's really thrilled. I've spoken with him since last week's show, and he's quite thrilled that, um, well, I like to think we're giving Disco Dancer a renaissance here. <laughs> it's uh, so weird how popular this movie seemingly is in the entire world. And even here... But I, it's really hard to find like clips of some scenes that I like obsessing over. I just have to keep going back to the actual movie on Amazon to find them. Well, I think that point that's because, as Anubhav discussed, the uh, the director is a very litigious yeah uh, bastard. Right. Um, but not even like images. Like I just wanted an image of his mom from that scene, but I don't want to spoil. But it's impossible yeah, well, to find stuff. I don't want to. Uh, I'm not sure what to do with this because I'm not feeling the groundswell to justify this. But, you know, I'm, I like to tinker. And I took the liberty last night of designing a Disco Dancer tribute shirt. Yes. The lead character, Jimmy. Okay. Um, and... Uh, you know, some people are going to say, what a money grab. What kind of money grab is that? Plus, you don't have any rights to do that, Dave. Uh, but I'm only planning on making five of them, maybe. Limited. Maybe I'll make more of them. Could you get in trouble for that? Well, that's the hope. I mean, yes. you know. No, I mean, my. this is my sincere hope. Is that, because I searched. I only made the Jimmy tribute shirt tribute to the star of the hit movie Disco Dancer, 1982, India, viewable now on Netflix. Um, I made this shirt because there weren't any available anywhere. Yeah. Like on, what's that called? Uh, not Redbubble, and then there's the another, another one of those t-shirt things that make shitty shirts. Redbubble and someone else. Who's the other one that makes the shitty shirts where you're like, they make whatever shirt you're looking for. Like, oh my God, it exists. And I ordered one, not a Disco Dancer shirt, but another shirt. Uh, And it was uh, horrible. That's horrible. So um, I'm not going to be burned by buying one of their shitty shirts. Is there anything more disappointing than ordering something like that and then you get it and it's just nothing like what it what you thought it was going to be it's a bummer because yeah you get it and you think well this is going to be great i'm going to put on my shirt for whatever that thing is that i'm into and i'll be in an instant good mood can't yeah. wait um and then you get it and you're and then this is how they get you teespring it's not teespring though they uh do make shitty shirts also I can't remember what... Here, I'll just... I'll tell you. I'll just search it, and I'll tell you. I'll tear another company, a new one. Disco Dancers. I think it's like when you open up the package, and it's like a a Hanes 
beefy shirt or something. Do you know? What, oh, do you know what I mean? T like, Public makes it. Uh, in Redbubble, it was. I think I got a T Public shirt, and it was shitty, and I was enraged. And but then they, they, the shirts. What it cost you? The effort that it would take to return it. You're just like ah fuck it, I'll just let them screw me over. Yeah. I uh, uh, there was a shirt because you know I don't really see this as much anymore. But on like Facebook, you know they some robot figures out everything you like and then constantly offers you yeah these things. And so there was a ven a shirt for Venom, the heavy metal band from Newcastle, England. And the design looked incredible. Like the lead singer Kronos is playing and the bass and there's fire. And it, you know, I, I, I've already described a great shirt right there. And there's more. Um, and I get this shirt and it's horrible. And so I emailed them and I said, this shirt is horrible. Uh, can, how do I get it back to you? Just out of principle, knowing that I was going to be too lazy to actually go through with it. They just sent me another one, equally horrible. I have four, it happened again and again. I have four of these horrible Venom shirts in my apartment in New York. Will I tell that story on the moth? I don't know if it's ready. I don't know if it's ready. I have a, I have a good bootleg t-shirt story. I went to go see My Bloody Valentine um, like when they first got back together like 12 years ago. Oh, wow. And there were people selling... Um, this was in uh in glasgow there were people selling t-shirts outside and they said uh my bloody valentine in like a weird font and then it had like a i think it was like a picture of their album cover and then beneath that it said something like 1986 to 2008 as if they like died but that's just when they got back together. Hmm. <laughs> that's just when they got back together it wasn't like like the, it was in it just, they were selling these bootleg t-shirts as if they had like died they had all died yeah. Wait. So you saw you you, but the the real excitement here is you saw my bloody Val- Valentine in Glasgow. Yeah, it was really fun. Did you go there to see them? Yeah, because they, um, I think they'd initially only announced like five dates, and three of them were in Europe, and uh, so my brother basically spearheaded the trip. Was like, we have to go see my bloody Valentine. They may never play here, so we went. And, and who did you? So it was you and your brother, and who else? Uh, my wife. Uh, well, my girlfriend at the time, um, my buddy Mike. I think that was it. That sounds like a solid crew. Not knowing half the people involved, I still say <laughs> it's a solid crew. Um, I love Glasgow. Glasgow is one of my favorite cities in the world. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Whenever I think of where will I escape to if I have to escape. Well, now I've blown it by telling you, but that's that's one of the cities. I love it. I think I told you there was a store there called the Hip Hop Shop, and it was all like, like Fubu type clothing. Sounds <laughs> but they called perfect. It, they called yeah. it the Hip Hop Shop. So the entire time we were there, we're like the Hip Hop Shop. The, the Hip Hop Shop. <laughs> the last time I was there, there was a roller skate shop, and I never went inside, but I was impressed that it even exists. It wasn't a roller blade shop, even. It was roller skates did i say rollerblade the first time let's roll the tape okay good good okay anyway we have an incredible program as you can imagine tonight 
Our guest tonight is Sarah Potter. She's a psychic medium. She's a tarot reader. She's a witch. Her words, not mine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not just calling her. She's an actual witch. Right. Yeah. Um, this will be... The, what's that? I guess the question's more for her, if it's a, like a profession or more as much a lifestyle. I gotta imagine it's the whole thing. Well, these are, these are questions we'll be asking her tonight. This is the third, uh, you know... I thought I knew a lot of chicken ranchers. I know a lot of witches also. I think, well, not as many. I think I can think of three easy without even trying. That's pretty good, though. Three witches. Not, but it's all, I don't think it's all the same. Like, the other witches I know could be totally different from, from Sarah Potter. I will, I will say without hesitation that Sarah Potter is my favorite of the of the three witches I can think of. I was reading up a little bit. She does. She practices color magic. These are all, yes, these are all things we're going to discuss. We're going to be getting into it. The number here is 347. Wait, what is it? I hit my head earlier. 474. 0260. 347-474-02. Does it work? Did you... I didn't get anything yet. Oh, I, I, I messaged it to you, Dads, but... Uh-oh. Maybe you So didn't. the phone number phone number may or may not work. Or you can also look in in the description on the YouTube page. There's the Zoom link if you would like to Zoom in in the futuristic, uh, regrettable format uh, of Zoom. I don't know why I always take shots at Zoom. I'm not afraid. It's pretty garbage, you know. Um, Technology. No, no. I, I was. I taught a, I taught a Zoom course on Saturday, which was really fun. And I was shitting on Zoom, mostly joking, and someone rushed to Zoom's defense and and gave very good reasons why I should stop and and. uh, and here I am again, just two days later, taking shots at Zoom all over again. I got it, dude. <laughs> Skype is working, so. All right. Okay. Three four seven four seven four zero two six zero. That's three four seven. A lot of people think I'm drinking a uh, uh, root beer. Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Cola. Uh, this is actually. I just hastily. Put instant espresso in a glass of water and just decided to see where it would get me. Um, we have a couple, or we have someone in the waiting room right now. All right, let's do it. Bring them on, whoever it is. It's like Ryan Richards, who looks a lot like Elvira. Oh, it's it's hello, hello. Elvira Canaveral. A wild background. Wait, you've re- we can't hear you. I'm trying a different way of getting in. Can you hear me now? Oh, it's better. It's better. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm trying different routes. You know, the Chinese government's always trying to get our uh, interceptor messages first. They are. <laughs> oh, there's well, our guess. I. Oh, well, bring, well, I wanted I wanted to let you know that you actually know another witch. Hello. You're you know, wait. You're how did I know how? How is how? Why did I not assume you're a witch, Elvira well, you know, Canaveral? You are a witch, and I think your official followers here are identifying as angel witches. 
So this is uh, true. You know, that there's your branding right there. You know, I'm a witch, you're a witch, everyone's a witch, if they wish to be. Well, so, the thing is, there though, are no gatekeepers. No, but there's not, not all witches are the same kind of witch. There's many different Oh, no, kinds. no, no. We're going to get like into a, it. Like people uh, say that I'm a pinball wizard all the time, and I'm like, I'm more of a pinball who, witch. Who's, now, who's saying that? Uh, people who see me play. People on the streets? Oh, yeah. I just want you to clarify. I'm not, I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying it's a very bold claim to, to say that people are walking well, around calling you a pinball wizard. Well, they see the camera that I set up on top of my machine, and then they also see a score up there that they didn't know was attainable. Wait, they, wait, wait. Well, slow it. down, slow down, slow down. You bring a camera with you to play pinball in public? I, I, I believe uh, I nerd is the word you're looking for. <laughs> I have an no, invention no. called an Elijah unit. It's a spherical camera. I have one of those. No, I got one of those. When did and, you get uh, yours? I, uh, I'm on my seventh spherical camera so i've been doing it for five years i've been doing it about five and a half wait and it, and it allows me to record right on the fly without having to bring in like a computer or you know an overhead rig or anything i can be really subtle with it why do you why do you have so many different ones why have you had five of them well i uh i've been using them for a while and when they get used they get tipped they get broken um, I also use it to record interactions with my daughter, so it allows me to be record a moment as well as be present in the moment. So it allows uh, it allows me to know that if I want to, I can go back and see what it was was like to see her watch Star Wars for the first time. It's important stuff. So you know, part of her religious training, and also you know, uh, evidence. <laughs> I think that's what we're really after here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I, I act as if I'm always under camera, so sometimes I am. We're, we all are. Yeah. We all are. If you walk out of your house, forget it. Yeah. I, forget I, that's it. how I stopped the guy from assaulting me last uh, over the summer. I, I, after he punched me, I go, you do realize there are cameras everywhere, and then he just froze and ran, you know, that sudden realization of you're answerable to your actions. These are the times we live in. Yeah. But well, uh, I do want to say that I appreciate you. I'm looking forward to your guest. Thank you. Uh, we'll call uh, in. Call in on the number later. Uh, when, with some, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get into it. All right. I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you later. And right, I'll thanks, probably, I'll have a crappy Jimmy Jimmy shirt up by the end of the show. Uh, not as crappy as mine. <laughs> we'll have a crap off. I know. This is like people... <laughs> All right. Thank you, Elvira. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, this is like uh, Four Seasons Landscape. Maybe I should have I kept quiet about my plans to unleash it. A disco dancer tribute shirt. Well, yeah, Elvira is going to do that no matter what, though. So. Yeah, but mine's mine's pretty sweet. You actually saw it, Chris. I, did, I mean, yeah. I know I'm talking about it as if you don't know, but you saw. I sent it. I was so excited. Yeah, I, was, I wanted to buy it right away. I sent it uh, to Chris last night, and he uh, he shit and shit his pants. Um, anyway, uh, no, but my hope is that it's it's a massively popular movie in Russia. So I'm hoping everyone in Russia is like, oh my god, finally. Mm -hmm. 
There's bootleg disco dancer shirts. I mean, if we could get the director to, you know, sue you. That would be, uh, all you know, my, the most involvement I've had with a director in some time. Um, is that slur? Is that sipping sound too loud? No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Be honest. Is the bed music volume good? It's right where it, I think it's right where it needs to be. Okay. For my taste. For my taste. Um, I have some crime blotter lined up. We could do that real quick before we bring our guest Sarah Powder on in, in, at nine thirty. Yeah. Or um, though I, I I revealed her. By letting her in, I don't know how Zoom works. I should let you handle stuff, Chris. It's cool. She's here, but she's backstage. Like it's playing it cool. Yeah. Sometimes they put the camera on the guests in the green room before they come on for a quick wave as they hit the commercial or something. Oh yeah, smooth. I'm. Oh, there's questions in the chat. I haven't looked at the chat. Nicholas Ravelli asks, "Hey Dave, speaking of pedal talk, uh, Des, your ears might perk up. Well, first of all." Well, I'll answer this question. Hey, Dave, are you doing any more stuff with Earthquaker? Yes, I am. That's all I can tell you. So I have lots of Earthquaker excitement that I have to keep under wraps. So there. Um, but speaking of uh, pedals, I learned uh, brought a tear to my eye right before we went live. Turns out, boy criminal Chris Gersbeck what did you mail Des a big muff? Yeah, I mailed him a big muff I had laying around. Big muff uh, guitar pedal. Very exciting day at the mailbox. Electronics. Oh, that's a, Do you we have had, just one big muff or more than one big muff? I think I had one from. I used to play bass, and I think I have one for that, but I don't know where that one is. Oh, nice. I've had a few over the years. I lost. I have two right now, and I swear I had a third, but I don't know what happened to it. Was that a bad idea to mail a pedal? Like, is it no, I mean, oh, okay. that's I've almost exclusively only received pedals in the mail. Very rarely have I ever bought them in a store. Yeah, that thing really is huge, though. I mean, it's, I was, it's, it's like that big muff. Yeah, it's, it's very large, like twice the size, at least three times of any of the other pedals. I got. Mm-hmm. I was telling a friend, she texted me the other day recommending pedals to get her son. Like, if she was just going to get one pedal for a teenage boy, what pedal should it be? And I said, well, you can never go wrong with a Big Muff. And then, because, you know, they named it such, I think, you know, to be, uh, you know, a little naughty, I guess. Yeah, a little tongue-in-cheek. And a little tongue-in-cheek, yeah. And then, so I said that to my friend, and I was like, I hope she must know that that's what it's called. Like, because if she doesn't, she probably thinks I'm a creep. Right. But then I think she did. I think she did. Um, Not as bad as the giant cock guitar pedal. There is one? No, I don't know. There is one. There is one <laughs> called... Because um, there's all these cocked wah pedals. Oh. You know? And so there are pedals Resemble. that use the name cock in there. In a in a saucy way, hmm. because it because they emulate the cocktail sound. Hmm. Um, that is so. That's a hot sound. I like a nice cocktail sound. 
like hearing you say that. It's nice. It almost sounds like another. It does. It sounds like it's one word instead of two. Cocked wah. Referring to the wah pedal when then when you're not going wah 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 like when oh, you're just, it's just yeah. you're just leaving it yeah. in one setting in a way like Jimmy Page used to do it quite a bit. Um, a lot of people, a lot of folks. Um, anyway, gosh, you can just hear the pedal talk. Went for pedal talk. But I, kn- I know one day. Uh, we'll show. Yeah, there'll be you know. I I do I never tire of pedal talk. I'll I'll tell you. Well, hello. I'm Renee Colvert. Hi, I'm Alexis Preston, and we are the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog? And we got breaking news. We got an expose. It all the beans have been spilled via an Apple Podcast review that said this show isn't well researched. <gasps> well, yeah, no duh. Of course, it's not. Not since the day we started has it been well-researched. Guessing and anthropomorphizing dogs is what we do. The Can I Pet Your Dog promise is that we will never do more than 10 seconds of research before telling you excitedly about any dog we see. I'm going to come at you with top 10 enthusiasm, minimal facts. We're here for a good time, not an educated time. So if you love dogs and you don't love research, well, (laughs) you know what? Come on in to Can I Pet Your Dog podcast every Tuesday on Maximum Fun Network. Hey friends, Jesse here, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have some really great news to share with you. This year has brought a lot of changes for all of us. And one tradition that we were grateful to be able to hold on to is our annual pin sale to benefit charity. This year, through your generosity and love of pins, you helped raise $95,400 for Give Directly. If you're a member and you bought pins, they'll ship in January. In the meantime, your support will provide direct cash relief to families impacted by COVID-19 across the United States. Even in this incredibly tough year, the Max Fund community remains extraordinarily kind. And whether or not you bought pins, you can continue to help by heading to givedirectly.org. And as always, thank you. Well, should we bring our guests on? Um, yeah. Are we going to do crime blood or we'll do that later? Let's do it later. Maybe we could do, because our guest, Sarah Potter, she, she covers a lot of ground. Maybe there's a way to do the crime blotter with her in a way that will blow minds. I haven't figured out what that is yet. That's a good idea. May come to me. I'm having a hard time finding the crime blotter music too. So that'll give me some time. Oh, good. Um, all right. Let's bring her on. Our guest tonight uh, is amazing. She uh, is a columnist for Cosmopolitan Magazine, uh, and she is a psychic medium, a tarot reader, a witch, and so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together. There she is, Sarah Potter. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so psyched to be here with you guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, that's Des the, the, to uh, that guy with the beard. Well, he, they both have beard. Well, this is this begs the question though, and I, well, this is not the setup I intended. Well, you probably know their names already because we've been talking about them all night. But I was going to say, as a psychic, would you have been able to say, "I know who Des is"? Yeah. Of course. I'm yeah. reading all of your minds right now. 
Yeah. Do now does everyone assume and assume that with with your with your line of work that? Yeah. Smart asses probably I'm mostly. Just, all I want to do is read the mind of usually the most annoying man in the room. Yeah. He comes up to me somewhere and it's like, are you in my head right now reading all my thoughts? And it's like, yeah, you, the entire crowd. <laughs> oh, man. So what is, have I described to you uh, accurately psychic medium tarot reader and which? Oh, or, yeah. With it? Because yeah. I... I read Chris's description. He called you, and I was enraged when I saw it, professional witch, tarot reader, reader, and medium, which is could not be more different, Chris, than what I said. That was a remix. It was a remix. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is the same thing, right? Just mixed up. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, I think I just copied and pasted from your website. It may have. But if Dave worded it better then i apologize no no it is the same thing i was just i just i was in a rage um so for the uninitiated what what does all that mean because uh, there's a lot of misconceptions i imagine yeah. like the guy in the bar who's like hey we you're in my head right now right <laughs> and then uh he's a pervert we uh, we can assume he's a pervert yeah I did look around in there. He was a pervert. Um, yeah, it's hard to sum up like what you do. And it's not just work. It's kind of how you move through the world. But yeah, I, I come from a line of psychics. And so there's a lot of them in my family. But I'm the only one who really does it professionally. And I work one-on-one -on -one with clients. Uh, before the pandemic, I did a lot of events with different brands and as well as private parties. And I work mostly now one-on-one -on -one with clients doing readings as well as writing. Wait, wait, oh, you mean write, you're writing separately from with clients? Yeah. Okay. I write um, about magic and witchcraft and tarot. Magic with a K. Right. That's the cooler magic, right? It is. Although I do like the sleight of hand, too. But I uh, I do the magic with a K. What is the difference? I mean, well, why is there a K? So the K denotes, like, ceremonial magic or energy work, whereas magic without a K is, like... I'm David Blaine. Math. Yeah, exactly. David Blaine, who doesn't, <laughs> not, doesn't do magic. He just is an elaborate... I, annoyance. I don't know why I lashed out at David Blaine. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I mean, Sorry I, about that. Okay, I love magic, sleight of hand too. So we could talk about that as well. Yeah, but da you know what I mean. David, he'll like just like put himself in a thing and hang above London or whatever and get pelted with eggs. That's not a trick. I don't like that. that no, I like when. I don't know. I want to see someone get sawed in half or like something disappear. Yeah. So what, but getting back to the magic with, with, with the K, how, so you, you say you, you come from a line of like, how, how did you discover, like, did you discover that as a, as a child? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like very lucky that my mom totally encouraged my abilities and, it was just 
not weird. I actually didn't realize how, I guess, unconventional it was until I went to college and I moved into the dorms at Northeastern University and I couldn't feel the ghosts. And I was just like, oh, like, this is really strange. And I... Wouldn't you could not feel the ghosts? Yeah, like, you know, the ghosts that were in the house I grew up in. Oh, you mean, oh, so you you took it for granted that there were ghosts. Yeah, they were just, like, part of the household. And so then it was really... That was the first time I moved away from home and just really feeling that difference in the energy of where I was residing. Uh And, you know, saying that to my roommate who was just like, all right, like, you're weird. And, um, applying. (laughs) That's how I I got my own room freshman year. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, I just kind of, I feel like children are really magical. You know, I think it's, it, it is more acceptable that children reside in this imaginative, kind of playful way but i was always communicating with the animals and the plants and um the spirits and you know i feel like you only know your point of view i thought everyone was doing that kind of stuff so so you assumed every everyone everywhere was on that same wave wavelength or yeah yeah and i do think everyone has that potential i feel like i always like to liken psychic abilities is to like working out or going to the gym and so i've just been working with those muscles for decades now mm-hmm. but i feel like you guys can do what i do too i don't know me well you this is um you you also you work with animals as well right yeah this is exciting to me they're very funny do, now does it is it only like mammals or can you um like i have interestingly i don't know if this has anything to do with anything but in all the time we've been doing this show um on monday nights this is the only night just now when i looked up my dog lucy walked in it's the only time it's ever 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 happened it is i haven't seen lucy And I was going to try to bring her up, but she just came over and said hello. Because this is past her bedtime. So normally, I don't know, I was surprised she's up. But... The magic. Could it, yeah, could it, is there, is it possible that she could feel some, something, or... I I think so. I mean, I see my clients virtually now every day. And I hear that over and over again. They're like, oh, this my pet is usually sleeping right now or my pet doesn't usually come into this room or whatever. And they always come right in. I do feel like they're sensitive beings as well. And they know that there's a magical experience happening. And I love communicating with them and helping to foster that relationship because, you know, it's just different. Everyone's living together, trying to get along. And yeah help that that's wonderful well we um could you i i wasn't planning on this but now that knowing that chris you have a cat right there cat do you have cat access yeah let me move the camera my cat's taking a nap right over here actually right you know not to get off track but i'm wild for that wallpaper there's a can you see her she's like on top of the oh 
Oh, what a darling. She's taking a nap. Wow. Lovely. But you you can you you can't get vibes from an animal through computer though. I mean, yeah, but I also feel like can you imagine if someone stuck a camera in your face while you're trying to say hello? <laughs> like, hello? I feel like That's yeah. true. That yeah. now that that aborts my <laughs> I, my next idea, which was to ask Des to go get a chicken, but uh, we can. I just think it's like we want to be respectful. It would be rude. Things. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be exactly. rude. But I've totally like. Sometimes people will hire me if they want to bring in another pet into the home, and they're worried about what that dynamic is going to be like. Oh yeah. And so it's just imagine. I don't know. Like I in college, I lived in a house full of guys and i just feel like it was so there were so many there's like eight of us in this house and the way you have to uh get help everyone get along and talk about things and work out issues you're all sharing a household so i feel like the pets are very much a part of that as well and they want their feelings and opinions to be heard as well so we've had a lot of really successful you know initiations of a new family member that I get to help facilitate almost like a mediation. So will you go and talk to, say hypothetically, I was going to get a second dog, Mm -hmm. which I don't think I would, but you, would you come and talk to my dog Lucy and just ask her if she was even open to the idea first, or would you wait until I did get the second dog and then mediate? It could be either one. But I, and I also do feel like the humans pay the bills. So the humans do get to have a little more say, but a little, a little bit more. But I also feel like we can talk about what's happening and communicate their fears and needs. And you guys can work on it as a family. I like that. Right. Now, um, so. No, well, now what is you? You you're described as a, a witch, also. How is that? Because that can mean many different things, right? Yeah. So I practice like a paganism in uh-huh. my kind of religious, spiritual view, but I do spell work in my own personal practice. But then I also uh, consult with clients to bring spell work into their own lives or to help them kind of facilitate that like positive spell work like sounds like a positive spell work not like uh i'm gonna make the lady in 4b uh break a hip i don't know i don't i don't even know who lives in 4b i wouldn't advise on that but no no that's that's night that's black that would be black magic or would it i don't even know I mean, it would just be magic that I'm not dabbling in. No, no. It's like something Danzig would try, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. He seems nice. Yeah. I don't know why I dragged him into this. But, um, so, and paganism is, that's like earth-based type stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's working with all of the elements, working with energy, and it's the uh, you know the religion before like Catholicism and Judaism and a lot of the, the big yeah people are doing. 
Now, can you, would you be able to do, if you're, if you're open to it, would you be able to do a reading like for Chris or Des here? Yeah, if they're open to it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say if they're open to it as well. We'd have to check with them. I feel like uh, just on facial expression alone, it seems like Chris is maybe more open to it. No, I was I was going to say I think Des is more open to it. All right, let's go Des on this one. All right, I'll go along, sure. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of great questions in the chat, too, when we're done with it. Oh, good, good, good. Good. Let, we got to get, and people can call. Can we get phone calls? Yeah. Okay. The number is 347 474 0260 as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, let's, well, anyway, so let's, let's get into uh, some, uh, some Des reading. Do you have a question for me, honey? Or do you just want me to roll? No, what do you got? Yeah. I'm unprepared. I'm a, I had no, nothing going into this, so yeah, let's go. All right, well, I have my cards. Ooh. Oh, the tarot cards. Yeah. This is exciting. I mean, there's nothing you want to know. You don't have any questions for me. Yeah, come on, Des. Jesus. Uh, I don't, I'm on the spot. Uh, hmm. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Uh, well, we have we have the chickens like dave was saying and uh we have a thing going on with a couple of the chickens right now where one of them is is kind of pecking at the feathers of of a couple other specific chickens so i mean off the top of my head that's that's what i would have coming in here i don't know what would come off the tarot on that but oh we can answer everything with these cards okay let's see what we do yeah hmm. What's like with the chickens? So the chickens pecking at other chickens' feathers. Yeah. Apparently, there's a thing called like the, these chickens can be feather eaters, and yeah. so we have these Polish chickens which have these puffy heads of hair, heads of feathers. So it's kind of and they're white, and so they're kind of I guess they become a target to this you know other particular chicken that is getting a little bit aggressive only just with those two though. And yeah. I would have you checked for an injury? I'm getting this thing about like there's an injured like like what is that wing or leg? There's something that's like feeling tender. And so uh, he feels vulnerable. And I think that's why he's attacking. Is it a male? I just assume No, they're all they're all women. There was a there was a, something going on with one of the chickens early. One of the chickens has uh the best way a friend described it, she she seems to have lost her gyroscope. They could all kind of fly a little bit, a lot more than. Um, I got to say, actually, my wife is doing the lion's share of all the work with these chickens, so I have to give her the credit off the top. But um, as far as chickens with a wing and a, a tender wing issue, one of them sort of did lose her gyroscope, and she can't fly. And she would kind of get a little bit of air, but then sort of land very awkwardly and roll. And uh, so she she had some special attention given over the this was last month, and now this month we got this going on with the uh, the Polish chickens. Wow! So they're yeah. Wait, Polish chickens. Yeah, I don't want to get too far off track, but what is that? They're that's the particular breed of chicken. Oh, they're, uh, they're a little smaller. They got. Big, they look like Big Bird. They got this big puffy head of feathers. Okay, I got to Google this. I don't want to get too yeah. distracted from what we're talking about. But 
Well, what I'm seeing here is like this chicken does not like living with the other chickens. And like, I don't really know a lot about chickens, but are they like a pack animal? Do they like living? Like they this chicken doesn't like the other chickens. None of them or just <laughs> particular ones. Very unhappy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be dramatic. It's just like unhappy, doesn't like its roommates or whatever. Mm -hmm. And actually like feels like the other chickens are getting more attention. So this is like an attention thing because this chicken wants attention. I'm not sure from who, I guess, like, is the chicken pecking at the other chickens in front of you? I've seen a couple shots go off, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe you want to do a little one-on-one -on -one chicken time. Okay. Does this chicken have a name? Angel. 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 Yeah. What a beautiful name. So. Treat this chicky like an angel and maybe just spend some time with her because that's what I'm seeing here. It's just like, yeah, she gets special. She's one of the uh, only three. We have eight chickens, and only three of them so far are laying. We only got them in the spring. Yeah, so, uh, and a couple of the breeds are of the slower type to get to the laying portion of their lives. Uh, and Angel Eyes is a good producer, so you know we don't want to lose her or have yeah. to be with any re you know solutions. Treat her like a queen. Like that's what I'm seeing here, and maybe she just needs a little extra attention, like. Are these chickens massage or whatever and like fluff so feathers these chickens live like kings as or queens i should say as far yeah. as yeah i mean they're doing pretty well she for themselves but that's a she wants more attention yeah yeah hold now too come on why not you know she feels a little neglected so she's taking it out on the other ladies okay Fair. yeah there you go yeah. now yeah. is there is there what you were doing stuff with the cards there? Is that is that how you're getting the answers or? Yeah, the first thing, the thing about the wing, like that, especially sometimes with this interface, like all I could see was this like hurt chicken, like with a wing that was feeling like kind of like tender to the touch. Mm -hmm. And um, and so then sometimes the cards just help me get more specific and having a conversation with you and hearing like, OK, that might have been something else. I also do feel like we're all sensitive beings. So are animals. So if someone else in this like herd or pack is, is hurt, maybe is that chicken getting more attention too? Because in the cards I'm pulling, the issue is all about the, um, like the chickens are being presented as a team. And so it's like, there's a teammate. I'm not, I'm not happy. And I feel like I'm not getting enough attention. So if the hurt chicken was getting more attention, she's jealous and she's acting out. Hmm. A lot to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm you, picturing every chicken. I'm like looking at everyone popping off in, in, in my head. It's, yeah. kind of, it's good. Yeah. good. Let me know how it goes. Sure, definitely. Des, yeah. do you think you can make the time for that chicken? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny now that it gets dark at 4.30, they put themselves to bed at like 4 p.m. now. And so I'm already at work. I mean, I don't get home from work until about 5.30, 6 o'clock. So they're, you know, I pop in, I see him in the morning. I'm like an absentee dad, I guess you could say. But, they go to uh, they go to bed at four o'clock in the they afternoon. Put they put themselves in the coop as soon. It's almost like they can tell when the sun has like officially set. It might still be a little light out, mm -hmm. uh, and they automatically on their own will just put themselves back in the coop. But what in about the, in, 
Oh, I'm sorry. In the morning, can you go spend some time with them? Oh, I do. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. yeah I usually let them out and hang out for a little bit before I hop in the car and, and go. But and then, but my wife is here with them. They get they get attention during the day, and at the same time, they're chickens too. I mean, you gotta go let a chicken be a chicken. They got a nice amount of space. They're they're doing all right. Do they scamper about during the day? Oh yeah, we let them out as much as we can out of the coop, out of the run, and everything. So they have full. They can just go wherever they want. Yeah, our yard's fenced in, so they can they they run around all over the place. It's great. It's great. Oh wow. Yeah, so they they live a good life. That's wonderful. Grazing. Sure. It sounds like chicken paradise. The dogs get along with the chicken. The best part. No chicken dog incidents. That. Oh, good. To worry about at least. Um. Should Should we open? Is it? Should we open up to some calls at all? Or Or Chris, do you? Do you have any questions? Um, there's a lot of people asking about ghost type stuff in the chat. And I've never experienced like what? I've personally never had any like experience where I thought I actually saw a ghost, but when I was a kid I used to be like deeply terrified of the idea that my house was haunted. Like I had never experienced anything, but I was so paranoid about it that that probably scared me more than anything. Well, that's in what, so so but 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 Sarah, like you, you had the opposite experience then that where you were okay with it. Yeah, I did have my moments when I was scared. Like, and there were other, especially like in other places that weren't the ghosts that I was used to. Like, I always, I did, I had my moments, and I think that's very understandable fear. It's scary what we don't know or what we can't see. It's there was um our mutual friend bill dolan uh told me a story about another mutual friend um who had a took a photo in her apartment and a face appeared on the wall and then bill was able to connect you with this person and can you talk about that a little bit yeah well i think you know it's very understandable to be scared when an unexpected spirit is in your home and i always feel like i you know i spend a lot of my day like in the astral but i am a human on earth and so the first thing we talk about is like it might just be something that we're seeing our brains are programmed to find faces and everything and um but i also think you get a different feeling when there's a presence of something and it could be anything. There's so much, I mean, living in the city, like I'm in an old building, there's so much energy. And I think it's important to acknowledge it and acknowledge how you're feeling. And if you, so I talked to your friend about, you know, the possibilities of what this could be. Um, and I think it's also great to do a little research and see like what was in your space before you moved into it. And you can talk to this presence and because you guys are sharing this space again you're the human you're paying the bills so you have a little bit more say but if they're going to live in harmony with you why not welcome them it's so special to have that energy with you and to have mm -hmm. that experience and i feel like just assert yourself and and speak to that energy and this is what i said to your friend that you can stay as long as you don't scare me and if you scare me that's when I'm going to have to ask you to leave first nicely, then, you know, 
Um, but yeah, I think it's super important to just have a conversation and say that, you know, assert your boundaries and your limits and say that I'm not okay with you doing X, Y, Z, but you're welcome to coexist with me as long as you're respectful. I like that. Right. Chris, what, what, what other questions are people asking uh, there um, in the chat? Is that a couple stories in here? I don't know if they want to call in an elaborate. Matt Arnold wrote in the house that he grew up and he could see shadow people, which I've heard about that a lot. Like the idea of, or it's like a phenomenon. A lot of people see that. Uh, but he said he, was, he would see a family of three walking around the house, a man, woman, and child. It was as if they could move across the walls in his bedroom. Ooh. Is this is this something you you've you have heard before? Yeah, I grew up with a shadow cat. Whoa! Yeah, a shadow cat. Chris. And in my family would see it. So, um, and we like didn't really talk about it. But um, then my mom and I were hanging out one day and we were like chatting and uh, yeah. So I totally know what that experience is like, and it can be unexpected. But then, you know, you get used to it. But the shadow, wow. so that is actually a spirit. Like if you see yeah. some kind of shadow moving around. Yeah, totally. So my dad told me when he was a kid, he saw a shadow move around his bedroom and it scared the shit out of him. And he like would always tell me this story growing up as if, I mean, it was like legit. He wasn't trying to scare me. He was just like, yeah, I remember seeing this shadow like move all around the room and then go out the room. Yeah. I mean, that's, Whoa. yeah, that would freak me out. I think at first. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to to zoom in or call in three four seven four seven four zero two six zero or the zoom link is there in the YouTube description, um, you got, and people are welcome to do that if you if you have uh, some things to relate or questions for our guest Sarah Potter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I've I've had. Uh, I've had nothing like as good as uh, like really seeing someone, but uh, I like feel I in this house that we're in. I swear someone hit me in the face, <laughs> like a slapper. Yeah, like as a prank. <laughs> oh yeah, ghosts do prank a lot. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure it happened one night. Do they really? I swear I'm not yeah I was I was um I was just lying down and then all of a sudden I felt like like someone just went like hit me in the whoa. face and I was like whoa <laughs> I've always, I've had that phenomenon like where I'm just about to fall asleep and I swear I hear someone like whisper in my ear and then it like jolts me up I've yeah. had that would be your wife then <laughs> no like like she'll be dead asleep like i'm just starting to pass out and then i'll hear someone say like grass like right in my ear <laughs> and it's, it scares the crap but i always just chalk it up to like well i was probably just half asleep just about to fall asleep but i, I mean in the middle of my kitchen i had that very thing happen you were awake yeah just this was a while ago but i was just standing in my kitchen one of my partners was like james real quick like that it's kind of fun that's so lovely I, I guess I, nothing else came after that. Yeah, just saying hi. That's so nice. Interesting. Have you ever um, 
have you ever helped like law enforcement with any crimes or anything? Uh, not officially, but I've done it like unofficially on the side, mm-hmm. like with clients. But um, uh-huh. there's a lot. I don't know. I guess it's funny. Like what I think feels like a lot of pressure. But um, I basically like had a client who worked in law enforcement and would show me cases and um, I would consult on them. And then I do have some friends who are psychics. And when we see crimes in the news, I feel like it's almost like a psychic game where we'll like solve them together. And that's like what I like to do for fun. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are there any like high profile ones that you have like come to a consensus on like John Benet Ramsey or something? Oh yeah. When I was a kid, I, I was like really into that one. Um, trying to like find her on the astral, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's still unsolved, right? Yeah. John Benet Ramsey. Yeah. John Benet Ramsey. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I think I know who did it. Who? I feel like, I don't know. Is it like, like, what do we have to like? Can someone sue me if I say that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. think. Can't you just say allegedly? Just uh, you say allegedly, nothing counts, right? <laughs> yeah, you say uh, you didn't hear it from me. Yeah, you didn't. I hear think it if you preface it with that, on the astral, when I was a child, told me it was her father. Oh, oh, that is for real. I totally forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. So I would totally try to like. My, like, fun activities as a kid was, um, like, sneaking into the horse track and, um, and betting and trying to solve, like, these, like, mysteries. It was so fun. It's, like, psychic games. Can, now, can you use your psychic abilities to, uh, to, to do things like that, to go to the, the racetrack and things like that? I just, like, don't really like gambling. But, like, I used to, like, go to Atlantic City, like, because I grew up in New Jersey, and I would, like, feel the, um, what are those things? The slot machines? hmm And, like, I would win money. Like, I'd win, like, a couple hundred bucks, and, you know, which I feel like is good for, for that. But, like, I don't really, like, like, I'd be, like, I wouldn't take a client who was hiring me to, like, place bets like i have friends who like text me about that and like i'm just like hey i don't really want to do that but um yeah and i mean like i would lose too like i'm not like "Ah, i won all the time but yeah i was like pretty i could like find the machine yeah that's pretty cool we have calls you have some calls yep let's take some calls (gasps) oh i'm excited genie you there I am. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. Okay. So um, I had a quick question. So after my dad passed away, um, he appeared uh, to two different friends went to go see mediums at like two different separate random. They didn't know him. You know, they didn't know each other. And he appeared and like said some really, really cool stuff that like they didn't know, you know, about my dad, which was pretty comforting, really cool. And, um, and my mom, my parents had been married for 58 years, and my dad passed away in 2013, and my mom just passed away in February. And I'm curious if you have the ability or you know um, if they've caught back up together. Like, are they 
you know, did they on the other side, are they, you know, back together and, and hanging? Oh, that is so beautiful. What a sweet question. You know, yeah. I do feel that people, you know, mirror in life in the after. So without yeah. really, like tapping into the energy here, I do feel that of course your parents would be back together. They were so in love and 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 with each other in life. I do believe yeah. they would go find each other after. Yeah. You know what's really cool was um I mean it was sad, but it's cool in the fact that it's interesting. Um after my mom after my dad passed away, my mom got dementia, which I really feel like was her ability of like forgetting about my dad being gone. And towards the end, when you would talk to her in fear, my dad, she would talk about being, seeing my dad a lot. And like one of her brothers who um, passed away a long time ago. So it was really kind of interesting. And so I do, I do think that they're together, but you know, you just don't know. It's, it was, it was really fascinating though, to have two different friends, you know, he, he came and appeared and had some really cool, cool stuff to pass along, which was really neat. And I just haven't, no, I haven't gotten any of that energy for my mom, so I'm hoping she's she's uh, up there with him. But well, was your father like a more um, like did he more like I don't know the way I want to say is like run the show, or was he a more like a like the stronger energy of the two? Like sometimes I find that happens in a couple. Yeah, it's so funny because um, he was really you know one of the mediums was like you know there's just some people who are larger than life. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way their spirit is. Yes. And he was like that for sure, for sure. But they were quite the pair, you know. She definitely, she definitely had this, you know, she definitely had a lot of, a lot in the, in the relationship. But it was interesting. He was definitely the larger than life character. That's wonderful. Well, and I just feel like, like that other medium said, people are how they are in the after as they were in life. So if they were a forceful, boisterous, life of the party person, they're going to be like that when they want to get the messages through. So, you know, she might just be letting him communicate too, but I'm sure that you'll find her presence and time is different over there. So, you know, if you aren't feeling it, it'll come through. Yeah, you know what's really weird too, if I can have another moment, which I think you'll appreciate. Um, yeah. I, I ended up going to see one of the mediums because I was like, my cousin came to town and was really wanted to see this particular medium. So I went and, and this was before, this was like in 2014. So before any, like my mom really got bad with dementia or anything. And he kept saying that we're from a big family. I'm the youngest of eight. And he's like, you all need to go home and see your mom. He just, you know, like, he really had kind of a dire warning. And, mm-hmm. um, and he kept saying, I just see the number 2222, 2222. And I was like, oh, my God, is I'm going to die in two weeks or two months? Like, what does that mean? And and every time there was, like, a, a marker of, like, oh, we put her in assisted living in two years. You know, we just kept thinking, you know, that was the two we saw. And I was telling one of my cousins this at her wake. And uh, she was like, Jeannie, do you know what tomorrow is, the day of my mom's funeral? And I was like, mm, no. And then I was like, oh, my God. It's 220, 2020. Wow. Two, 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 two. wow. Is that wild? <laughs> wow. So, like for him, it was like, you know, he saw these twos and it was four, you know, six years you know, later, but he didn't know when the twos were. So it was really wild. Yeah. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, well, I really appreciate you answering the calls. This is so fascinating to me. And thank you so much. Cool. Thank you, Gina. Where, Gina, where are you calling from? I forgot to ask you. So, so I'm calling from Washington, D.C. And I, I'm um, my my cousin actually got me hooked on faithful stuff, Amy, Amy Law Doll. So she's like, oh, nice. Give her a little call out. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I've met you before. But you have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met you at the the yeah. Black Cat. Yeah, yeah. And I, this is not psychic abilities. This is just basic memory at work. Yeah, yeah. And I think I gave you a bottle of wine from one of my yes, you from Les Claypool's Vineyards, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These yeah. are my psychic ability. No, no. I'm just remembering this now. I'm putting it together. What? Yes, it's all coming together. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Gina. This was wonderful. I really appreciate it. And and thank the wine was delicious. As an update. Oh, good. I will thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Um, and do, do we have another call there? No, we had her friend Amy on on the other line, but then she hung up. Her sister. Amy, I'm sorry, I missed that part. Her sister, Amy. Amy, sister. call back. We do have. Uh, none of us could have ever seen this coming. We do have someone in, in the Zoom. Uh, waiting. Should we let Elvira Canalpro back in? Uh, oh, wait. What happened? Oh, I, yeah. There he is. Where did he go? There he is. This is Elvira. Hello, hello. How's it going? Hi. What, Hi. Elvira, I'm, what, I'm, what is your question well, for Sarah? I, I was uh, wanting to know if... Uh, what. <laughs> Take a breath. It's what is your easiest way of bringing somebody to understand your perspective uh, when it comes to how you view the world? Like you meet somebody for the first time, and just, uh, uh, how do you, how do you walk them into your point of view? Oh, that's such a lovely question. Thank you. <laughs> you know. I mean, I think that, well, I feel like I like to really have a dialogue and I don't like to just like talk at people. It's, so I feel like I I'm open to questions. Like there's nothing I really won't talk about. So if you wanted to know my view of how the world works, like I do believe that everything's connected and that what we put out energetically comes back to us and that we should be really aware of how we're moving through the world and interacting with other people and i do believe in magic i think that we can make our intentions tangible and come through and um i believe in being a good person and being kind so i think that's also very magical so does that answer your question? Yeah, it sounds like a beautiful way. Uh, uh, I, I've readdressed how I address people. I, I no longer ask people, uh, what do you do? Because mm -hmm. uh, that's too often a person's job is, or occupation is no representative of the, of the person. Uh, my new uh, standard opening is, uh, what gives you joy? Oh, I love and that. Then you can see the person's spark, and then they'll they'll share some aspect. And you know, at, at first there'll be a lot of resistance to it because you know 
they're about to become very vulnerable to a stranger. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I, I use Elvira Canaveral. It uses uh, me as an opportunity to give representation of my feminine identity when I introduce people. Um, and uh, I play pinball a lot, and I have like you know a lot of like you know fifty-year-old males coming in, and they see some guy that goes by the name Elvira, and I say, well. It came to me while I was working on an Alice Cooper show, and I wanted to give representation to it. And when they hear Alice Cooper, they're like, oh, that's something that I came to terms with a long time ago. And then it allows them to be more open to my idea of radical inclusion. So I, 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 I sense the similar thing in you, and I just wanted to uh, share the joy and beauty of that. Oh, that is so beautiful. And I think what you said is so on point, that... You know, especially with the pandemic and everything so uncertain and shaken up. And I've found a lot of people are questioning, like, who they are in the world without their job or without um, all of the comforts they got used to. So I think asking someone what brings them joy is lovely. I like to ask people what they're excited about. Yeah, that that's a uh, nice nice way. I, I've uh, I've also been mindful about uh, telling people in my neighborhood and especially in the service industry how our neighborhood is better and how my life is better because of their work. Oh, uh, nice. Because you know we're all a lot of us are just hiding out, uh, and there, there's a lot of people out there taking the risk for it, and we don't appreciate them enough. And just giving them a moment of letting them know that they're seen and appreciated. Uh, just helps everybody involved no i agree that's lovely it's so nice to be acknowledged yeah cool thank thank you elvira Mm -hmm. i appreciate you i'll talk to you folks later have a good night all right bye um what's that des amy's here amy from iowa yeah there she is amy from iowa how's it going it's going really good. I have a question for Sarah, though. That yes. I, love, I love I love visiting psychics. I love going to mediums. I just um, I just love it. Um, and uh, the thing that is kind of weird to me is like when you're talking to a medium, they'll go, "Okay, who do you want to connect with?" And you say, "Oh, well, I don't know. He goes by this name or whatever." And they're like, "Oh yeah, he's right here." Um, how do, I don't get it. So are like spirits just hanging out, like ready to be called at like a moment's notice to speak with people or I don't get how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally hear you. So in like my belief system, I feel like as soon as the appointment is made, there's like a signal that goes off and I start picking up on why we're going to be meeting together and i always prepare every day i do a meditation and then i meditate before i meet with anyone and i pay attention to whatever information is coming through and it can also come through in a song or um just something that stands out maybe if i'm reading like there's little bits of information i'll be like i know that's for this client that i'm going to be seeing today or tomorrow or whatever um and I, when someone books a reading with me, I always say, like, I can't guarantee that anyone's going to come through, but I can guarantee that whatever needs to come through at this time will. And so I don't usually say, like, all right, step right up. Who do you want to talk to? Like, like go through, like, I don't know, like a ghost Rolodex for you. But I often find that um, 
that people come through and I can describe them and I can say who they feel like to me or what kind of kind of person or family member it might be. But I also do feel that there's a lot of spirits that really very much want to be in communication with people who are here like yourself and um and and they want to find whatever channel they can so uh if they know that they can't get to you directly but they know that you've made an appointment with a medium they're going to find you like i don't know like i've had my channels like pretty open i mean i have like the boundaries but you know i've had like people's grandparents coming to see me and they're, they're not clients they're like friends of mine so that's what i believe that it's almost like a signal goes out and so they're like okay the channel will be open so i'll be able to get there does that make sense yeah it makes totally makes sense and it was really interesting oh are you oh, oh it sounded was that the end of the sentence Oh, no, I was going to say that when I went to, um, or when I talked to the person before at the medium, she was saying, um, okay, now who is this person? I said, well, he went by a gym, but, you know, when he was growing up, he was called this. And she's like, oh, it's your old mentor. He's here. And I didn't tell her that. So I thought, wow, that's really cool to pick up on that energy. And then she was saying, well, right now he's kind of resting because he had kind of a big life before he passed away. And so hearing those things is pretty comforting but it's also kind of like really like is he just sitting somewhere relaxing and waiting for me to reach out to him well i feel like he's he's living his afterlife so <laughs> but you know i feel like it's almost like like i wouldn't say it's like such a a friend dropping by like the friend that rings your doorbell and is like hey i want to hang out but um mm -hmm. I feel like most of the time, like people are making an appointment with a medium with a little bit of advance. Like, I don't think it's as much of a uh, spur of the moment type of activity. So there's some time for that message to travel in the astral. But I just feel like, I don't know, like I would love to, I love when my friends drop by or like hit me up. So if I can get, I think that they feel as delighted as we do. Oh, wow. oh good. Okay. Well, thank you. That's right. good to know. Thank you, Amy. All right. Thanks a lot. Talk All right. Have a good night. Good night. Does, is that awkward? Like, say, if someone's grandparents contact you and um, <laughs> you have to go to a friend like, oh, yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but <sighs> your grandma's super pissed at you. This is kind of funny. So I was like, kind of like seeing this guy and his grandfather would always visit me when I was in the shower. And I was like, dude, you got to talk to your grandfather. I was like, he has some really important messages about your work and he won't leave me alone. And your grandfather has to stop visiting me while I'm in the shower, dude. Like, that's not chill. So I was like, um, and it was like, like the, um, there was this intense smell of tobacco that would fill my shower and I'd be like, oh, his grandfather's here again. And I would just be like, dude, you cannot watch me shower. Like, but I would get the messages and I would give them to him. And then I was like, you have like, I was like enough. Like, I was like, I have my own ghosts that I'm dealing with. I have my clients, please like take care of your thing. And, uh, I like, he knew exactly what I was talking about. Like it was something we hadn't really talked, spoken of, 
So I just like, I was like, this is what he really wants to tell you. And like, please take care of it. And I was just like, go bother your grandson. Like, stop. Come yeah. Was, was, was the guy like, uh, yeah, that sounds like grandpa. Real <laughs> perv. Yeah. He's a real perv from way back. Yeah. So. He's a regular Chris Gersbeck. <laughs> oh, no, no, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Are you saying I'm doomed to become a spirit that just spies on people taking showers in my afterlife? You make it sound like a bad... I mean, there's a lot worse ways to spend your afterlife, <laughs> I would think. I don't want to scare anyone, though. No. Other things to do. There's other things. Yeah. yeah. Wow. My wife, my wife was wondering, because she's watching in the other room, if if there's any spirit in the room or in our apartment, I guess right now at the moment. Do you really want the answer? Yes. Yes. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. Well, and what you're saying too, even that like you've heard the, the whispers. Who said that? Yeah. 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 There is. Yeah. But I don't think it's anything to be like afraid of. Can you, do you have any insight into what, what sort of spirits might be in Chris's apartment? Like, I mean, like, how deep do you, like, how, how much do you want to know? <laughs> um, <laughs> scare the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, scare the shit out of him. No. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. Tidbit would be good. It's well, an old, it's a very old building. I think this was built in, like, like the 1910s or something. Wow. So there's a lot of history here. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's like, are you in New York? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just like, I also feel like in cities, there's a different energy than in other places. And so you're dealing with like what the way it feels like to me is like layers of spirits, if that makes sense. So we're like talking about like multi-generation of timelines. I hope mm-hmm. this makes sense what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like they're coming from different like places in history if that makes sense in this yeah building. sure yeah um it feels like a very old energy which like you just said it's an old building but um like really like tapping into that would be a little challenging for me just because there's all of us on this like mm-hmm. zoom but like absolutely like i do feel like i i feel like a, an abundance of, oh, of wow. energy. it feels like particularly like an an older woman, but um, I don't know what you've heard in this like whispering or if you could even differentiate anything, but like, I don't, I think everything's benevolent. I'm not like, uh, yeah, like you'd probably want to move. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just feel it's a city. Like, yeah, no, it's, um, you know, my mother-in-law, my wife's mother passed away almost eight years ago. And she's always, she's actually, she's been in this apartment. We moved into this apartment a couple of years ago, but she was, my parents used to live here. So she's been in this apartment before. And I feel like my wife and I can sometimes feel like her presence here. Like we have her urn here. We talk about her constantly. We have photos of her everywhere. Um, So it does sometimes, I know she more so than I like definitely feels like her presence every now and then, even if she can't like articulate it necessarily, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. well, that's yeah. not scary. 
You know her. Yeah, yeah, no. That's not scary at all. Yeah, um, I feel that presence is very much with you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's lovely. How nice to have family there. Yeah. She, uh, when the day after she passed away, I had a, it was one of the few times like I had like a really vivid dream of someone and remembered it like completely the next day. And it was her, she was blind. So she, she lost her sight when she was in her twenties or something. So she never learned how to, um, I don't think she ever learned how to drive a car, but in this dream, she was driving a car and she like, I was in the passenger seat. She was driving and she told me like, no, everything is going to be okay. Like you're, it's going to be like, I'm in a good place and you guys are going to be okay. (laughs) But it was like, it was very, I think the fact that she was blind, but she was driving in this dream, like had a lot of significance to like, it was like seeing her do something that I knew in our world she couldn't do but seeing her do it like and then telling us everything's you know totally cool mm-hmm. <laughs> very like comforting um my wife's always asked me did you dream about her again like and i really i don't remember anything that vividly um mm-hmm. but it was like the day after she passed away and it just felt very it, it just felt very real yeah um, well the dream is such like a fluid liminal space so I feel yeah. that, you know that is a really that's a much easier way for communication and i think what a beautiful dream to have yeah i absolutely feel like that's the presence that came through as strongly to me is this like older woman again like benevolent i don't think it's anything scary she's obviously connected to you guys and i think it's so nice to have a kind spirit in the house with you and kind of monitoring the other ones as well kind of shooing away what doesn't right, do right. there and oh like, they can they can kind of regulate the other that's what i'm here spirit. wow yeah. yeah so keeping it like a, a blessed space mm-hmm. chris isn't gonna sleep for weeks now <laughs> no <laughs> that actually comfort i mean it comforts me knowing that there is a very friendly present that's very personal and close to uh, the two people that live in this apartment you know it's uh you know so if i do hear whispering in my ear i can think oh well you know patty's here protecting us so we're good yeah exactly <laughs> but isn't there you know i don't mean to be the guy to bring this up but we're all thinking it chris your your mother-in-law is watching you and your wife have sex Something to consider. Yeah, I'm just, just something to remember. No, I, no. <laughs> I hear you, but like, she didn't do that in life, I'm guessing. So like, she's probably not. She's not going to know. She's going to go in another room. I'm sorry. That was, that was inappropriate, Chris. <gasps> yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually glad I brought it up because now we cleared, we made it cl- You don't have to think about it. Exactly. We clarified it. Yeah. This is what hap- this is what happens when I've had too much iced instant espresso. That that's whatever that stuff is called, talking. Oh my gosh. Um we have just a few minutes left if anyone want do we have any calls there on hold? Not at the moment. No. Oh my gosh. 
if anyone wants to sneak in under the wire, 347-474-0260. I was wondering, not to um, make matters even worse with my off-color comments. This is an off-color comment. But but do you feel, um, in terms of the spirit world, you know, with, with COVID going on and all that, do you feel even more stuff going on with, like, just... Just you know, there's just more people dying. Is that does that change your the energies that you feel? I feel that I just do a lot more protection work, and I've been advising clients uh, to do more of that, just because the anxiety and uncertainty is is high, and there is a lot of uh, congestion, I guess, if you will. But I feel like. It's the same way that, like, I don't know, I live in New York City. I don't keep my, like, doors and windows wide open and leave. Like, I do that energetically as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it's not so much that uh, the energy is intense because there's all of these, like, dead people. It's just more of the collective energy is transforming and uncertain and anxious and transitioning. And, and that's more of what... I'm working with and mitigating, protecting against. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what what's that, Des? You got a phone call. Oh wow, we have two minutes left. Get it in. Hopefully, it'll go quick. Jessica is on the on the phone. She has a question about the uh, solstice coming up, or I guess the equinox. Oh. Jessica, you there? Yeah, I am. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hello, Jessica. Tonight, Sarah. Nice to see you. It's uh, wonderful to hear you. So, uh, are there any special rituals or anything like that that you do um, at this time of the year? I do. Really, my whole question. Oh, I like uh, that question. The activity changes in the in the uh, spiritual ether at that time too. Yeah. Well, I like to start beginning to celebrate that it's going to start to get lighter again because that's the solstice is that darkest day of the year. So I am in a coven and we used to meet in person, but now we're all on Zoom. So we have, we'll have like a coven celebration. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, just honoring that time of the year when we're starting to like everything is transitioning from fall into winter and everything kind of going into that slumber and rest and transformation. So I like to do things that honor that. I like to use candle magic. So carving candles and working with spells that honor the kind of rest and the transitional uh, experience. Does that make sense? kind of the incubation of ideas and setting new goals, new intentions, and the continuation of planting those seeds that we want to blossom later in the year. Cool. Work. Did you get that, Jessica? Do we lose her? I think so. She might have hung up. Ooh. Just, just to listen, you know, listen to the call. Actually. Sure. Um, well, we have to ride off into the live stream podcast cast radio sunset. Um, Sarah, thank you so much. Where can everyone find you? 
I hope you'll follow me. At I am Sarah Potter. That's Sarah with an H. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter. I write a weekly column of tarot scopes for astrology.com. So I hope you'll check those out. And um, I'm always on the astral. So maybe I'll see you there. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You got to come back. Whether you, whether you, okay, excellent. I need an update on the chickens and the mother in law. So we need, yeah. Yeah, we need on. That was great. I want to, yeah, we'll get it. We ran out of time. We'll get into, we'll figure out who's hitting me in the face. (laughs) I believe I've been struck twice now. Um, so when, when you come back, we'll get into that. We'll get to the bottom of it. I would love that. Cool. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live. And thanks to everyone listening in the podcast format. If you want to support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Oh, there's that disco dancer soundtrack in the background. I'm hearing it again. Feels right. Watch part. All right. Thank you, everybody. Good night. And thank you, Sarah Potter, again. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Des. Thank you, guys. Thank you. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.